Guidelines Health. Better health begins here. It's time for Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. Are you suffering from a shoulder condition that's affecting your daily life? Do you have pain when reaching up in a kitchen cabinet or washing your hair or even sleeping on your side? With us is Dr. William Greer, an orthopedic surgeon with a sports medicine subspecialty at Tidelands Health. And Dr. Greer is also the team physician for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans baseball team, which is a farm team for the Chicago Cubs. Dr. Greer, thank you so much for being on with us. Let's jump right into this. So what is the most common problem you see when it comes to shoulder pain and injury? Well, I think there's there's a lot of varieties of uh, causes of shoulder pain, but primarily the most common complaint that I hear from patients is loss of motion and pain. Oftentimes, this occurs with weakness, uh, with or without injury. And how do we get there? Is it mainly injuries from sports, uh, work-related injuries, or does old age just take its course and just wreak havoc on our shoulders? Yeah, well, I, I think that there's you, you hit the nail on the head. There's there's different uh, causes, and for instance, in in younger individuals, they're more apt to have had an injury or maybe an overuse uh, type phenomenon. For instance, a uh, a youngster playing baseball that may have thrown too many pitches would present with shoulder pain, or a football player that were to dislocate his shoulder uh, certainly would would come to my office with shoulder pain. Whereas it could there I, I might see a, a construction worker that uh, does a lot of drywalling and sheetrock that would have uh, shoulder pain uh, over a, a longer time frame and and certainly there's our uh, uh, active elderly folks that may have an arthritic condition that uh, presents with a nagging pain that gets worse with time so those are those are different ways that shoulder pain may present but uh, the common co- uh, the common link between all of them is pain. And what is that pain? What is the most common pain? Is it just general in the shoulder, or do you see a specific area where pain usually manifests? Well, most of the time, uh, pain that is caused by a shoulder condition um, would involve the shoulder, of course. But uh, with that, oftentimes folks with a shoulder condition would have some radiating pain to their arm. It's not uh, uncommon at all for patients that see me say, well, you know, doc, it's not really my shoulder. It's the mid portion of my arm or the humerus region. Uh, but, but most often uh, that pain is generated, uh, you know, closer to the neck or the shoulder. You know, the shoulder joint is a typical cause. So when is it time to come see the doctor? Well, I think that, you know, uh, for, for most musculoskeletal injuries, it's typically time to see the doctor whenever you have instituted the, the simple things at home, the rest, the ice, the elevation. And if you have pain that persists after a day or two, or certainly if your pain's getting worse, it's time to be evaluated. Uh, any pain that, that is worsening over a week, uh, clearly you need to see a physician uh, and an orthopedic surgeon, with, uh, especially in, in shoulder uh, conditions, would be you know uh, somebody that could help. So there's a lot of moving parts in shoulders. We all know that. How do you diagnose uh, certain areas, and what's your most typical diagnosis? What's the most common problem you see? The most common problem that I see here is uh, rotator cuff issues, and uh, the rotator cuff is a group of muscles that's the primary uh, initiator of shoulder motion. 
certainly there could be an injury which would were to cause a rotator cuff tear, or more commonly, we see more inflammation or bursitis around the rotator cuff. Uh, folks would present with worsening pain and decreased motion, um, and it's pain that typically bothers people at night. So sleeping on the side and uh, reaching for some things, that's when you kind of get that radiating pain. If it's not a tear of the rotator cuff, is it something that if you don't use it, it can heal on its own over time? Uh, certainly mild cases can resolve just with, you know, what we call activity modification or just, uh, you know, babying that side. Uh, mild cases could resolve like that. Certainly more advanced cases may not and uh, may require additional treatment, medications, therapy, those sorts of things. So speaking of treatment, tell us how you go about treating someone that may have a a bad rotator cuff. There's probably probably different varying levels of injury. How do you go about determining that, and how do you treat it? Sure. So, uh, you know, the first thing we would do is, is perform a good physical examination in the office, and that's something that in my opinion, is the most important thing is to um, examine the patient, hear what the complaints are. Oftentimes, the patients, if you can listen, will tell you exactly what's wrong with them before you even get any tests. Most of the tests that we get confirm what we think, and uh, we would take x-rays in the office. X-rays are useful to determine whether there's any joint destruction or arthritic change to the shoulder. And certainly, if I were concerned about a rotator cuff problem, which is soft tissue, Oftentimes, an MRI is obtained, which helps guide whether or not there's a large tear or a smaller tear and would help rec- uh, help me make recommendations as to the varying treatments. Clearly, if someone were to have a large rotator cuff tear and were having worsening pain and had failed a course of conservative care, which would be medications or even injections and therapy, surgery is an option. However, we reserve surgery for cases that just don't improve with non-surgical treatment. So when you go in and perform surgery on a shoulder, what is the recovery period and what's the efficacy of that? Can people expect to regain full use of their shoulder with minimal pain, no pain? What's the general prognosis with somebody that's having shoulder surgery? So I think it it varies for the particular condition. For instance, a a young person that dislocates their shoulder um, where the shoulder comes out of socket that requires a surgery has an excellent recovery rate with very minimal recurrence and typically has a normal shoulder. Uh, For uh, somebody that's had 20 years of shoulder pain that's maybe neglected themselves and basically has a paralyzed arm, we could certainly improve their condition. Their shoulder may not be normal in the sense of having full motion, but we can minimize the pain and improve the function. By and large, most of the surgery that I do is done arthroscopically. Um, arthroscopic surgery is minimally invasive surgery through usually three to four uh, quarter-inch incisions where a camera is inserted into the shoulder joint. I'm able to address a lot of problems in the shoulder as well as even outside of the shoulder, uh, repair rotator cuff tears, uh, fix instability issues with the shoulder uh, with this technique. And, And the recovery varies, but typically most shoulders recover from four to six months afterwards, and it varies depending on what's done and how much therapy is needed. 
Dr. Greer, you touched on something there. It sounds like you shouldn't wait if you have shoulder problem. You mentioned somebody that waited for you know 20 years and just lived with it. There's probably not much you can do at that point. So if you are experiencing shoulder pain, best to see the doctor early than wait and try to live through it. Is that correct? I think generally speaking, that's a, that's a great recommendation. Um, clearly, you know, it's not wrong to wait a day or two to see if your symptoms resolve, but I unfortunately do see patients that have, uh, ne- you know, have a neglected shoulder for a variety of dis- different reasons over a number of years, uh, which makes treatment options uh, very, very selective and difficult, and the recovery is, is often more problematic. So addressing the condition sooner than later is always beneficial. For weekend warriors who want to go out there and play sports and throw the softball and baseball and throw the football are there stretching exercises that you recommend that somebody should do to loosen the shoulder up first, and do those help? Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that if if we had uh, a group of individuals that very rarely are engaged in any overhead activities or throwing, and you know, we would want them to to start off with maybe a light toss instead of trying to. Uh, you know, throw as hard as you could, for instance, throwing somebody out from center field to home plate on a first throw would be probably detrimental to that individual. So there are a bank of stretching exercises as well as room up, warm-up routine uh, that would that would likely help and try to minimize any injury in, in those sorts of individuals. Okay, so warm-up and stretching is important. Dr. Greer, very informative stuff here today. What haven't I asked you? What else do we need to know about shoulder pain and shoulder health? I think the the large majority of shoulder conditions can be treated non-operatively, first and foremost. I think getting an accurate diagnosis helps guide this process, and I think that we can expect to have uh, a normal functioning shoulder throughout uh, the latter years of life if uh, common sense as well as good medical care is uh, provided to the individuals. And that's really important. And for uh, all of us who will be grandparents someday, you want to be able to lift that kid up. And if you got bad shoulders, that certainly is not conducive for that. Dr. Greer, thank you so much. Can you tell us why should someone choose Tideland's Health for any of their shoulder issues? Well, here at Tideland's Health, we have a, a comprehensive panel of experts from physicians, physician assistants. We have physical therapists as well as the latest uh, technological uh, aspects in the operating room to treat uh, the whole spectrum of shoulder problems, whether it be uh, simply an office visit and therapy or a more involved surgery we have the ability to deal with. Dr. Greer, thank you so much. Very, very informative. And for more information about Tidelands Health Physician Services and Facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.